0: The following is a presentation of the Bell Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias.
1: Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Let's go!
0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble podcast, presented to you by Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Chet. We got Wade and Tyler with us tonight. How are y'all doing?
2: Doing good. Always happy to be here and record another show.
1: Absolutely, Absolutely. it's a fun time of the year with the Men's College World Series coming up. Um, you know, this weekend, and I know y'all have really enjoyed watching all the Super Regional action this week as
2: well.
0: Yeah, so it's always a good time for us, especially when LSU's going back to Omaha. We all, of course, caught the game. We all got our LSU shirts on. I got the UREC shirt on, so I don't know how much it supports the Tigers. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It It looks like the guy who's like, sports on LSU's
1: campus wearing yes. the free shirt that they give every kid at check-in at orientation. Yep. <laughs> exactly.
0: Tyler's got 10 K's for 10 K's from Paul Skeens, saying Wade just got the LSU polo to rock and roll. So more it all but, day,
1: baby all day long at work.
0: There, I, I wore this at work since I work. So <laughs> <okay. works> <laughs> you mentioned Omaha. I'm, I was scheming before the show to see if I could convince Tyler or Wade to make the 11 hour drive, uh, for the, uh, for the trip, I don't know. I'm working on it, but we'll have to, we'll see if I convince them by the end of the show. Uh, with that being said, let's hop right on into the Super Regional Recap. Of course, we had a bunch of teams. We had some surprising wins and some absolute blow- blowouts. We're looking at you, Wake Forest. Let's start with that one. Wake Forest swept Alabama. Uh, they beat them pretty good the first game. And then they beat them 22-4 the second game, 22-5. Either way, it doesn't matter. They got absolutely steamrolled. Tyler, what'd you see from the Deacons over in Wake Forest? I tell you, they don't
2: call them Wake Forest for nothing. I mean, these boys can actually hit the baseball. I know everyone's going to talk about their their park, but I think that they're going to be just fine at Charles Schwab Field. They're going to be their their baseball is going to be flying out of that ballpark. So. <laughs> I think that Wake Forest is definitely one of the favorites. Uh, like I mentioned several times, on looking at the previews. Uh, you know, the number one seed hasn't won the national championship since 1999. You know, we saw Tennessee last year, they got knocked out. I think this Wake Forest team is for real. They have four pitchers that can be probably an ace on any other team, maybe outside of LSU with Paul Skeens. But this is going to be a team that's going to be scary. So they are definitely going to be a team that you don't want to see on your side of the bracket.
0: I flipped that game on because I was like, oh, I mean, you know, I, I was waiting on the LSU game to start. Saturday had to wait a long time, but I was flipping through all the games, kind of catching a lot of them. And I saw a 22 to five. I was like, holy cow. I mean, 22 runs in a college baseball game is absolutely insane. Uh, I try to put up like football numbers here, but. A lot of home runs. They hit six home runs within three innings, so definitely a team that you got to watch out for in Omaha. Another team that swept, Florida swept South Carolina. Wade, was your pick for Florida to take home the victory this weekend, or you thought your Gamecocks were going to get it done?
1: Uh, The pick in my heart was South Carolina taking down uh, Florida as they did in the regular season, but I knew it was going to be a tough trip down to the swamp for the Gamecocks, and it sure was. I think that Florida just really came prepared. And uh, honestly, this team looks to be a force to be reckoned with come Omaha. I mean, uh, just on both sides of the ball, much like LSU and Wake Forest, got it done offensively and on the mound. Uh, looks like one of the more complete teams. So I'm excited to see what the Gators can uh, can bring you know, to Omaha.
0: Yeah, I mean, my pick was for Florida and LSU to meet in the national championship. So it's looking good right now. Last team that swept the weekend was LSU swept Kentucky, put up a large 14-0 victory behind Paul Skeens on Saturday late night. It was supposed to start at 2 o'clock. Of course, the magical weather delays from the NCAA pushed that game to 9 but that just let the fans and the students sit all day in the hot sun, and they had to stay hydrated. How do you stay hydrated in Baton Rouge? You drink a lot of beer. So it worked out perfectly. The box was rocking. The crowd was rowdy. And they came out, and LSU, honestly, in my opinion, played. their probably the best game they've played all season, most complete game for pitching, fielding, running, or hitting, running. I mean, everything, even coaching. I think they had five, six home runs. And then last night, they got the job done uh, in the ninth inning when they put up three, four runs to to really pad that security and uh, take home the, the, the sweep over Kentucky. Tyler, Paul Skeens' last game pitched in Tiger Stadium. What did you think?
2: Yeah, I think uh, all you saw all the emotions uh, in Alex Fox Stadium. You know, game one, you saw Paul Skeens, he got his standing ovation. And then you go to, to game number two, Dylan Cruz. How, you know, he's just being Dylan Cruz. His last yeah, at-bat I mean, is going to go down as a as a double, two RBI to, to really seal the deal and send this team to Omaha. And then we saw other guys, Trey Borgen, take his last at-bat. Uh, brain Joe Bear um, as possible. Last at-bat uh, was a double as well. And then, of course, Gavin Dugas, what's his last at-bat? It's a hit-by-pitch. So, Absolutely. I mean, that's, just, no, that's pretty fitting. <laughs> it just wraps everything in itself. But, yeah, a great weekend for the Tigers. Uh, 14 to nothing. That looked like a pretty similar game that we all went to last yes, did. time that we saw the yes. schemes versus Kentucky. So, it was a heck of a weekend, and hopefully they can continue that going in Omaha.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cade Beloso's last at-bat was a three-run homer over a right-field yep. wall. Uh, Our last hit, I should say, the yeah. last at bat, he actually struck out. But I don't think he'll remember that one. He'll remember no. the home run. Jordan Thompson, potential last game in Tiger Stadium, made a—I mean—a play that would put Derek Jeter to shame. That was by far the impressive play from from him I've ever seen him make. Um, and, and you mentioned Dilly Cruz, the emotion we saw from him after he hit that double. Dylan Cruz has been a quiet guy his entire career. Never really said anything out of the ordinary, didn't do a lot of media, was just there to play baseball. So seeing him express his thanks, you could say, give it up the heart to the to the Tiger fan, to the faithful. I mean, it was great to see. I shed a little tear knowing it was the last time I was gonna see him at Tiger Stadium, but maybe not the last time we see him. If the three of us drive to Omaha, we're gonna we're gonna keep working on that. So, but Great, great win by the Tigers as they'll be moving on to Omaha. Uh, a surprising one, at least for me. Oral Roberts took down Oregon in the best of three. Wade, did you catch any of those games?
1: Uh, I saw the comeback late Friday night because it was the which only was game on. I Think eight to time.
0: zero, and Oregon ended up winning that game, which was insane.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's just crazy. But that that's how these two teams got here, right? I mean they, you know, were the underdogs and kind of the untraditional story. So. What else can we expect in the super regional? And I think it's really interesting how the uh, College World Series bracket has worked out to where you do have the traditional powerhouses like LSU and Wake Forest playing in, in Virginia and Florida. Uh, but then you have Oral Roberts and TCU in the first game. Like, you know, it mm. I think Wake Forest like is the, not
2: really a traditional power, they haven't been there since 1955.
1: Oh. Yeah, but they were predicted, you know, they were the, yeah. the they were supposed you supposed to have really
0: the, the Cinderella teams on the opposite side of the bracket. But I,
1: I like how the, the Cinderella teams are on one side of the bracket, and then and they play to open things up. That was announced right before we hopped on live here. So okay. um, they'll kick things off. And uh, I got to say, I'm rooting for Oral Roberts on the other side of the bracket. I don't know about you guys.
0: Yeah. I'm not like because it. Oral Roberts ended LSU's season at one point in time uh, a couple of years ago. No, it ago. didn't.
2: It was like a one th- three game series where they came to the box, and Friday game they scored 22 runs and they took the series. So that was not even irrelevant. Oh, wow!
0: Well, I, I don't know why I thought that they were thinking they about Stony Brook, who made yes, the last uh, Yes, the yeah. Stony Brook ponies. I can't it, forget about all, all of a sudden, the like
1: golf courses. Yeah, they're dangerous at baseball. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So we got two more teams that are playing for a chance: to Omaha, Southern Miss, and Tennessee in a Game Three winner moves on game. That's actually in fitting as it is is in a weather delay. Uh, yep. It's supposed to start at nine o'clock tonight, so probably about uh, right after we wrap up, we'll be able to catch catch the uh, the beginning of the Southern Miss game. They won Game One that finished the next day, and then Tennessee stormed back and won Game Two. Uh, Tyler, who's your pick to take game three? Um,
2: uh, You know, whenever, whenever we were looking at the this bracket, I, I did pick Tennessee. I still think it's going to happen. I think that Tennessee has the momentum on their side. They roughed up Tanner Hall. I have never seen Tanner Hall that roughed up. Uh, you know, he's an ace. He's the Sunbelt Pitcher of the Year. He's just been dominant. I think, you know, I thought that Southern Miss was just going to complete the sweep. They went out for nothing, and then Southern Miss, I mean, Tennessee puts a six spot on them. Their yeah. offense comes alive. So, this Tennessee offense was pretty much asleep, but didn't really have an identity uh, through that. And then, all of a sudden, there it goes. Six-run inning, we're back on it. So, I think that this has obviously been a series that's in weather delays. They Their first game, they had two stops, and then they had that another rain delay, and then they had to come back. At 11 a.m. to finish up that game, and then uh, Tennessee put up three runs uh, in that first inning, coming back. But ten, uh, you know, Southern Miss was able to hold off. So I'm rooting for Southern Miss, uh, you know, to con- continue the Mississippi tradition and keep them going to Omaha. But this Tennessee team has all the momentum, and if this game comes down uh, to pitching, I got to give it to Tennessee because they still have, you know, Chase Burns only threw a couple of pitches, and also got Drew Beam coming up. So I got to give advantage to Tennessee tonight.
0: Okay, Wade, who's your pick tonight?
1: Uh, Yeah, I got to agree with Tyler on this one. I like to pick the other side just to drive up a little controversy on the show, but I think Tyler nailed it with the depth of uh, Tennessee's pitching staff. I mean, that's been their strength down the stretch. I think it proves well for them, and I think the Vol fans are uh, extra salty today, especially that this series was not played in Knoxville because it's like 73 and sunny. <laughs> uh, so uh i don't know i think then NCAA i did the right thing you can't really consider weather as a uh deciding factor but
0: yeah we would never host a, lsu would never host a super regional yeah. <laughs> we'd
1: have to build a dome so.
0: so my pick mom if you're listening i'm going southern miss don't worry i'm not letting you down chet's um, trying
1: to play the favorites here his, yeah, his, he, well, his, he's his gonna, mom he's and trying to keep the family happy. Close yes. family members.
0: <laughs> I am picking Southern Miss because I want to see LSU and Southern Miss play at Omaha. And I like I I to see it, too. Win. No, because uh,
1: he wants a Christmas present and dinner tomorrow night.
0: <laughs> that, too. Uh, so, my, the reasoning behind this is, I think on Wednesday, some pictures came out. There was a priest from Southern Miss uh, from the Catholic Church right behind the stadium was out blessing the stadium before the game.
2: Really uh, hit that home run? Uh, yes, and then
0: the Tennessee uh, batter hit a home run off the church. So I think God's favor is going to shine down on Southern Miss for him hitting. Which, by the way, that, that was a 480 foot home run. I it mean, was an absolute, an absolute nuke.
1: Yeah, Jesus thought he was safe.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you parked in the church parking lot, and you got your car got hit by a baseball. Like that—that just doesn't happen. Yeah, I've get, walked I walked in mean, the first I was like, parking. "Oh, this is
2: safe. Like we're not going to have any home runs." And then Blake Burke sends a dang missile over there.
0: Yeah, I mean, he knew it as soon as it came off the bat. Absolutely just annihilated that baseball. Uh, other missiles from the weekend, Dylan Cruz off the Tony Satchery sign. We're, we got to reach out to somebody at LSU to get this Tony's cannon in the works. If somebody hits the Tony's sign, it should shoot out Tony Satchery's season. And just, I mean, free Tony's for everybody. It's like the beer showers. Just make it rain Tony's. And then, uh, of course, Tommy Tanks with his over the scoreboard, which was also very impressive. Uh before I get into Tommy Tanks' violet hacks, we got one more game that actually just started. Stanford, Stanford and Texas pulling up that score right now, I believe. Yep, three-nothing. Bottom of the third. Stanford is leading Texas. Tyler, who's your pick?
2: Oh, this is pretty simple for me. I mean, they just threw a guy <laughs> last night. If you didn't see it, 156 pitches. Like, Hopefully, his arm is alright. Can is... in Omaha if they make it? I mean, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, but I'm I gonna go. Stanford. The wheels fall off. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna go Stanford. This has been a, a good series to watch. I think that this could have been a sweep, uh, but but uh, Texas came back. They were down six to two going into the knife, and they had a six run inning to get game number one but stanford and like i said 165 156 pitches in a complete game that's going to get you the win so i think that this is a game of momentum i think that stanford closes the book and we'll see stanford versus wake forest and in game
0: number one in omaha wait are you going horns down or are you going with the trees
1: i'm gonna go with the trees uh but and Past years, I haven't watched uh, Stanford play baseball until game one of Omaha. So, I'm already ahead of the curve this year. I've watched them there play you know. twice this postseason already. So, I'm kind of know what's coming.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I'm i going to go Stanford just because they're up 3 nothing already. and <laughs> Yeah, they I, I spotted really... you to three runs there. Yep. It I Definitely mean,
1: swayed my opinion.
0: <laughs> you know, they got the uh, – the pitching staff to pitch tonight. If they let their guy go 156 pitches last night, they were not using anybody in preparation for game three. So uh, with that being said, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Tommy tanks is violent hacks. I mean, the dude was swinging out of his shoes like he always does. And when he connects on them, they fly a mile. So I just had to throw that in there. Mm -hmm. Omaha preview: So some of the, the matchups that are already set, we've got Florida taking on Virginia. So, Florida being, I believe, the two seed, and Virginia was... uh seven. It's a seven? traditional matchup. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Florida versus Virginia. If you're in the chat, let us know your picks for Omaha. Let's go. Wade, who do you like?
1: I like uh, Virginia in this one. I, I like Florida overall. I think Florida oh. can climb out of the loser's bracket after an early defeat uh, because of the depth of their team. But uh, Virginia just seems like a sneaky team of destiny that not a lot of people have watched Uh, i know wake forest is the the trendy pick out of the acc but i watched virginia this this weekend um with them being in the early games both friday and saturday and um they really can slug it and um i think the pitching is better than people thought so i don't know i like virginia in that one um but i do think florida ultimately could win that side of the bracket
0: Okay, and so Omaha is it's double elimination, right? Yeah, right. Okay, mm-hmm. so Wade and Neil are both going Virginia. Tyler, who you got?
2: Yeah, Virginia is definitely a sneaky ball club. Uh, they they can rake it, and they beat a really good Duke team. You know, Duke uh, got game number one, but Virginia they slugged their way. They won fourteen to four and, and put up ten runs uh, in game number three. So to the guy that said I was a dummy for picking Virginia, guess what happens? <laughs> They're in the College World Series. But Rather I keep the receipts. Yeah, I keep my receipts, people. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that Florida is going to throw their ace here. They're going to throw Sprout. Uh, so I think that Florida, Florida is a team that I have making the national championship game. I'm already going to say that. So I'm um, giving the Gators to take game number one. I like
0: it. I like it. I am also going Florida. Um, have not watched Florida or Virginia play at all this postseason, but I'm going SEC bias Florida before <laughs> well we are before, true, Homer. Before we get into the next couple picks, I'm sure everybody saw last year uh the jello shot record that was broken over at Rocco Sports Bar in Omaha. Uh broken by Ole Miss. They racked up a total of 18,777 jello shots. Uh Came to $37,554. So, which team, if possible, which team do you think is breaking it this year?
1: Oh, it's not even a question, man. <laughs> LSU yeah, after a six-year hiatus. There.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And if we're there, we will definitely partake in the Jello Shot Challenge and help them break it. The only
1: saving grace is if uh, Texas makes it, then you might have a little. I want to see what
2: uh, Oral Roberts uh, numbers the one they could put down. Dude, they
1: don't even have thirty thousand people like <laughs> on their Facebook page.
2: <laughs> Where is Oral Roberts, Oklahoma? I bet they could beat out Stanford.
1: Yeah, they can beat out it's at Stanford. A,
2: it's a closer. Okay, road it's trip. a
0: spirit empowered Christian they are the closest University
1: University to the World Series. Hey.
0: Spirit empowered okay. Christian University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tyler, I don't know how much drinking they do over there. Um, let's see what what county, if it's a dry county, maybe they'll be uh let's you know trying to break the rules when they get there. But county is Oral Robertson. Why Live uh live yeah I've heard it's here. on par
1: with like Liberty University, so probably uh pretty minimal.
0: Yeah. Oral Roberts is globally recognized as the Holy Spirit empowered university of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now I know plenty of Christians that drink. So, I'm not saying they don't, but I don't. I think Oral Roberts is definitely the dark horse to break I mean, the jello shot record.
2: There are a school but, that didn't even think that they're going to make it there. They're going to use that time to party. So, I think that a, they at least beat out Stanford. That's all. Here's I'm a here. shout
1: out to our audience. Uh, Fraser Blunt, I see him chiming in a lot. That would be like the equivalent of Montreat College just like going to Omaha and downing jello shots. Oral Roberts is like. You know, just like this tiny Christian school. But I, I agree with Tyler. They might be able to uh, they might be out drink Stanford. Bit. Stanford I, might be
0: last. I, I think you're right on that Stanford one. Stanford's so,
2: always been last in that contest.
0: Yeah, with Oral Roberts, we got TCU, another Christian school, taking on Oral Roberts. Yeah, they, they got money the <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah to TCU likes party down TCU there, may south of Dallas. Maybe second in that contest. Yeah, TCU, Oral Roberts. Tyler, who you got?
2: I'm going to go with the Horn Frogs. Uh, these are two of the hottest teams in America right now, uh, Oral Roberts' offense versus TCU's offense. That's going to be the story in this one, I think, that with the way that the ballpark has been playing. If you watch the Big Ten tournament, the balls were flying out, and it's going to be warmer weather, so it's going to be the same. So, But as much as I love an uh, underdog with a 4C being here, last time we saw that was Aaron Judge's uh, President of State Bulldogs. I think that their run's going to end shortly here. I think that TCU is going to win game number two. Okay.
1: wait. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. I think TCU is a a team that almost played their way into host uh, consideration, uh, just missed out and went went and took care of business in the regional play and um, took out Arkansas, who I probably would have winning Omaha if they were here. So got to go with the Horned Frogs in their place. And I think that sets up pretty nicely for them if, uh, if Virginia can pull off that first round upset.
0: I like it. I'm going uh, Oral Roberts just because they didn't let game one of that. you the upset regional. Special, so it doesn't yeah. surprise me. Didn't let game one of the Super Regional and Eugene phase them. They bounced back. They won the next two games. I think they take down the Horde Frogs in, this, in their first game in Omaha. Uh, we don't. Ha- the other two games are not guaranteed matchups, but we got LSU versus Southern Miss or Tennessee. I think we all can agree that we are picking LSU to win that game. Um, no, don't you don't even have to ask. Yeah. Uh the next one, Wake Forest versus Stanford slash Texas. We all picked Stanford to win that matchup. So let's say Wake Forest for Wake Forest versus Stanford. Wade.
1: Man, that's some good academics right there. Uh good thing school's out for the summer. Uh I gotta go Wake Forest. I mean, I think we're just destined to see a Wake Forest versus LSU matchup. I wish it was for the championship, but I think we'll see it uh, you know, on, on day two
2: uh, in, in prime time.
0: I like it, Tyler.
2: Easy, Wake Forest. Not even going to yeah. be
0: close. I'm honestly going to agree with you all. I'm going to go Wake Forest, um, and it's going to be a heck of a matchup. I guess that would be Tuesday. Would be Yeah, I guess
1: game two for LSU, but game number four overall.
0: Right, yeah, because the, the Omaha gets started on Friday morning uh, with the first side of the bracket going off, and then Saturday with LSU side of the bracket being LSU versus either Southern or Tennessee. And then uh, Wake Forest versus Stanford or Texas. And then losers of those games play Sunday and Monday. There's only one game played on Sunday and one game played on Monday, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Um, and They're trying to give everybody a little bit of rest. Baseball in mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. <laughs> then you got, uh, I think the winner's bracket resumes on Tuesday. Uh, I don't know if it's Tuesday, Wednesday. It, it probably is. And then, of course, so on. Um you know, we'll break down the LSU game in more detail once it's announced to wins uh, over there on Bayou Bangle Bites. we got Bites. another show, baby. Exactly. That's why we got another show, Bayou Bangle Bites. You can check it out on our YouTube channel. We upload it every week, breaking down everything LSU sports, which recently has been all about the baseball. So, yep. And you can catch out the, the hype video that I put together that someone mistakenly thought it was released by LSU and didn't like my narration. But we appreciate the compliment. I guess yep. so. Uh, with that being said, early picks to win it all, its either
2: All right. Well, I'm going to stick to my bracket. Uh, I picked LSU and Florida to beat. I think that those are two that don't get me wrong. Wake Forest is definitely going to. I think that if, you know, whoever loses w- between Wake Forest and LSU, I think that's going to come back uh, and ultimately beat them. I think that Florida's going to have no problem that side of the bracket. I just feel like it's set up. I think that TCU would definitely give them a battle, but Florida's pitching staff is just built to win in Omaha. So I think that the Gators and the Tigers meet up. And I think that we're all probably going to be biased coming up. I'm going to go with LSU to to claim their seventh national championship. Okay.
0: Wade, not being LSU, who's Hmm. your matchup?
1: (laughs) Well, I think we all know we're pretty biased, but – I will be a little bit different from Tyler. I'm going to stick with my Virginia pick um, on the other side, and I don't see it being an all-ACC championship. It took the ACC from 1955 when Wake Forest won the college baseball national championship to 2015 when Virginia won it. So I don't see them having an all-ACC final like we've seen with the SEC here in recent years. So I'm going to go with LSU and Virginia. Uh, these are definitely the two best conferences, uh, debatably the, the two best teams in the conference. I know that Wake Forest, Florida, LSU, <laughs> they've all been number one. But uh, I think it's Virginia that sneaks through against LSU. And, I mean, come on. We we all know that we're going to pick LSU to win it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I respect it. You know, mine is actually the same as Tyler. It's LSU and Florida with LSU winning. Bias decide, bias Yeah. That we're LSU fans. That's who we're picking. Um, Chew agrees with you there, Wade. He's got a comment over there on our YouTube. Good take. Look at that. Wade getting some love for, for one Me of Me and streets. Matthew
1: already rehearsed this take over the weekend, so he knew it was coming.
0: <laughs> exactly. So um, before we move into who got the dog in them, I have a little bit of a rant point. I noticed this weekend when our wonderful Dylan Cruz was one for two. On the night, and uh, he had four straight walks. I, th- In my opinion, I think walks should count towards a batter's batting average. Now, I I know there could be the times where it's just four straight balls, and the pitch, I mean, like awful balls. So they don't even got a shot. But when you work like a full count and you get a walk out of that, I think you should be rewarded with some points towards your batting averages. What are y'all's thoughts?
1: I think baseball's shifting all towards advanced stats like OPS, which is on base plus slugging percentage. And I think that's the most fair way to quantify how good a hitter is because it factors in the walks, uh, in your on base percentage. And then it also combines it with your slugging percentage, which, uh, factors in how many bases you're getting per at bat. So if you, if you get a double, that counts a little bit more than a single. So I think, uh, you know, old-school baseball fans like yourself and, and me, we look at that 300 batting average as a metric. But, you know, if you look at it in terms of OPS, guys like Tommy White and Dylan Cruz and I mean, Trey Morgan all have is over a the 1000 OPS. Yeah. I <laughs> and just and think Tommy White's is lower because he doesn't take as many walks as Dylan.
0: I just think that if you go up there and you do your job of getting on base – you sh- your batting average should go up a little bit because you you might have been at an 0-2 count and you worked back to a 3-2 and got a walk out of that. Like, I, I think that should count towards your batting average, but I didn't make the rules. So just thought, I noticed during, I mean, Cruz had six or four straight walks, thought he was going to have five straight walks to end his uh, playing days in Alex Box. And I was like, that's just ridiculous. I mean, also like a hit by pitch, you got hit. That should give you a few points right there. So Yeah, I
1: think just, that that's a raw deal. I think a hit by pitch doesn't even count towards your on-base percentage.
0: <laughs> I mean, you stood in there and you got beamed by a baseball, <laughs> probably at 95 miles an hour. That should count towards something in my opinion. But just thought, just a little rant from me. So let's get to who got that dog in him. Who got that dog in him?
2: We'll start with Tyler. All right, I'm gonna go with the captain. I'm gonna go with Captain Trey Morgan. He had an insane super regional. If they did the most valuable player in the regionals, I would give tip my cap to Trey Morgan. He had four hits uh, on game number one, and two of those uh, was home runs uh, to put him to nine home runs. If he honestly, he reminds me of Antoine Duplantis. You know, he has he can be able to spray the ball. He can put it in play. You know, give you doubles, give you triples at times. But he has. Some power that is sneaky good, so I think that they had a home run this weekend. Yeah, Trey Morgan made himself his money, uh, you know, not only with his defensive plays this weekend, but it, with his offense. So I think that Trey Morgan, you know, getting hot at the right time is definitely gonna serve well for this team going to Omaha. So, Captain Trey Morgan, who got the dog in him?
0: I mean, let's talk about the play Jordan Thompson made. I mean, on the other end of that, Trey Morgan was doing the splits at first base Mm -hmm. to make that catch. So he's not – he's Mr. Elastic at that point. Wade, who got that dog in him for you?
1: I like Tyler's pick a lot. Uh, I think Trey Morgan definitely made himself um, climb up MLB draft boards this past weekend. So good pick there. I'm going to go to Major League Baseball. I'm going to go with the new train. What's that?
0: I said you're back on the baseball train.
1: (laughs) I am, yes. Back on the baseball train, going professional. Um, I'm going to go with the next big thing, the sensation, Ellie De La Cruz. He made yep. his much-awaited debut for the Cincinnati Reds on Tuesday night just after we recorded here on Sports Scramble. So we haven't had a chance to, to talk about him on the show, so i got to give him his claim <laughs> to fame here. Really, uh, beyond Shohei Otani, the guy who has the most tools, in baseball already and he's only been up a week he can uh he has the fastest recorded sprint speed of anybody in the majors and minors he already has the three hardest hit balls for the cincinnati reds this season and hit one 470 feet for his first home run so
2: (laughs) holy i bet it's fun to play with him on the show that's all i gotta say
1: and he can play shortstop uh very well he's exactly what people thought um o'neill cruz would be the other Cruz guy, so they're not related, uh, but yeah, this guy's legit. And uh, Cincinnati kind of reminds me of what we saw in Atlanta a few years ago, where the next wave of players came up, and uh, a couple of veterans like Joey Votto coming back from injury. I mean, they can make some noise. The Central is uh, is pretty weak, so I'm What's excited to watch him play. Ellie De La Cruz.
0: Ellie De La Cruz, that's a mouthful, but if you can hit balls 470 feet. ELDC is
1: what they call them, ELDC.
0: ELDC, LDC. I mean, if you can hit a ball 470 feet, I mean, you can be called whatever you want, Big Poppy at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before I give my pick, everybody in the comments, we appreciate you all watching. If you want to join in on who got that dog in them, uh, let us know. Put somebody in there that you want to recognize from last week's sports. Uh, My pick, I don't know his name but he's the security guard that tackled Adam Hadwin on the green at the RBC Heritage <laughs> on Sunday as it wrapped up. Our first you know,
1: unnamed dog of the week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the hug I'll just
2: have to put security guard in the poll. Yeah, I don't <laughs> we'll know how we're going
0: to gonna put that that. It You is. might not
1: be able to fit my guy's name in the poll options.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. I don't know if Twitter allows the characters for that, but I'll
0: have to Dang, work uh, around Trey's going to take it. <laughs> so Nick Taylor wins the RBC Heritage Open. He's celebrating – He's the first Canadian to win in, like, I think it was 69 years. Uh, and he, his buddies go out there to celebrate with him. And Adam Hadman, professional golfer on the PJ Tour, runs out with a bottle of champagne, pops it. They're going nuts because it's in Canada. Canadian golfer to win. Everybody's having a time. Security guard sees that. There's also a great clip. Um, you'll have to attach that to the tweet, Tyler, so everybody knows who we're talking about. There's a great cinematic film that's gonna be in like the Netflix docuser or the Netflix full swing season two oh. for sure. Um it is it is phenomenal. Security guard sidesteps the uh, Nick Taylor and just absolutely lays out Adam Hayes. But to Adam Hayes' credit, he held on to the champagne as he hit the ground and none of it spilled. So, in true Canadian fashion, he got up. He actually ap- apologized to the security guard. Um, which you know, as Canadians do, but that's my pick for dog of the week is the security guard at the RBC Heritage Open. We got a few coming in. We got one from our buddy Chew. He's got Jimmy Johnson, Jensen Button, and Mike Rockefeller representing America at the Le Mans race. That's, that's a twenty-four hour race. Yes. Uh, and NASCAR Neil mentions he's got it in his segment, uh which we'll get to at the end of the show. But yeah, this twenty-four hour race is no joke. I first saw it in Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, I just want to know how the guys don't pee themselves while they're driving behind the car. Um, Wade's buddy Fraser Blunt says his dog of the week is Neil. Keep All being right. awesome, Neil. I agree that. NASCAR yeah. Neil. NASCAR <laughs> Neil is, our, is always our dog of the week. So, with that being said, mine kind of led into the RBC Heritage, uh, big big golf tournament in Canada. The Canadians show out. They they had uh, like a virtual they have this sky hole where you get on one of, you know, one of those rides you see at a carnival where you get in, strap yourself in and then it, it's a tower that goes, uh, it goes up, up and down. down. Yeah. So you can go up, it's called the sky bar. You can go up there and have a drink and it's over like the 14th hole at the tournament. And you can that's watch cool. the golf play out from like 200 feet up in the air. So that's pretty cool. Um, and of course it's Canada's only golf tournament of the year. If they show up, they go crazy. Going into Sunday, there was 12 golfers within two shots of the lead, so really it was anybody's race, but it ended up coming down to Tommy Fleetwood and Canadian Nick Taylor in a four-hole playoff, which Nick Taylor on Thursday shot a 75. He was 125th in the ranking for the tournament, and then the next day, he comes back and he shoots a 63, breaks the course record to, to make the cut, and then he ends up winning in a four-hole playoff with a 73-foot eagle putt to win the whole thing. It was was a phenomenal putt, second player to ever win the event. And, of course, the security guard tackles his buddy as he celebrates on the green. I did have another dog of the week just get texted in from our friend Matty Ice watching. Who got that dog in him? You want to know who got that dog in him? I'm going with Dustin Dickerson, shortstop for the Golden Eagles. He smashed a home run and got a warning for his celebration. I can agree with that. Yeah, that's another thing. The umpires. Yeah, let's talk about team that team. for a second. The umpires, the no fun police, as we like to call them, Southern Miss hits a nuke. And the NCAA is the no fun police, too. That's true. Uh, they hit a nuke. Uh, what's his name? Dustin Dickerson, shortstop. He crossed his home plate the whole Dugouts or the whole uh teams out of the dugout, they're posing, and he gives them a little snapshot as he crosses the plate. The umpire game more Like, come on, man. Let's 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 not let's not ruin college sports. Let's have fun with it. I mean, they do it in the NFL. So what's the big deal? Uh, no. but appreciate it, Matty Ice, for the dog of the week. Uh, oh, we got another comment coming in. USM LSU of the championship. Keep the trophy in Mississippi for the third straight year. Okay, that I don't know if that can actually play out since they're on the same <laughs> side of the bracket. But crazier things have happened. Um, USM that would actually be what Stark or Mississippi State won it two years ago. Yep. Ole Miss won it Went last clear. year, and then it could be a team of destiny. For that would be miss. insane
2: for them to all three win it in back to back to back years. Would just be insane for the state. Then we need Jackson State to like. Heavily invest in their baseball program. Deion Sanders to come back and play for the baseball program. <laughs> then we need Alcorn State to do something, and Mississippi Valley State, and then Mississippi Gulf Coast to win. They
0: could, they could just go down the list. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it would be impressive to see the Golden Eagles win yep. a national championship, make it three years for the row. So, uh, mentioned the RBC Heritage. We got another big golf tournament coming up uh, this weekend. We got the U.S. Open at LACC, Los Angeles Country Club, third major of the year. Uh, Tyler and I have a very long shot bet that, out there that we placed about 3 months ago for Super Max Bowl. Homa. Yeah, from the our Super Bowl bets. Super Bowl form. bets. We had Max Holma to win this whole thing because he does currently own the course record at the at LACC. Uh it's something like $25 to win 4 grand or something like that. So we'll, if <laughs> okay, it happens I'm it's just be 900. Static, but. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought it I thought it was a lot more than that. Either way, I'll be ecstatic if it happens. But We're going to give our picks for the LACC. I've got the odds over here on my phone. Wade, I'll start with you. Who's your favorite to win? And then we'll go with your long shot.
1: All right. A pretty generic, un I don't know, amazing pick here to win it, John Rahm. I think that just, you know, he's always one of the favorites to win a major event and missed out on the last one, but got it done at the Masters. So I think he wins at least two majors this year and does it again this weekend and then long shot um i'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood you know you just mentioned the canadian um open he fell just short in a playoff i believe so played some really good golf he's a name that you're starting to see um you know near the leaderboard not at the top but you know he's cracking the top 10 as of late and i think that uh you know he could just continue that momentum and Find his way um, at the top.
0: I like it. John roms a plus 900 to win, so pretty good for the number two favorite in the field. And I got to scroll a little while. Tommy Fleetwood, plus 5,000. So good long shot pick there, Ty- uh, Wade. Tyler, who's your pick?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with a guy. Has, you know, he just had a good weekend uh, You know, in RBC Heritage uh, in Canada. It hasn't been a good year for him. Uh, there's been some news we already know about the live uh, in PGA. If you missed it, definitely go watch our video. He is pissed off. And I think that Rory McIlroy is going to give the big old FU to Jay Monahan, and he's going to win okay. the I think that be. would
0: be a huge bounce back for Rory after he looked yeah. like somebody killed his pet animal this whole week having to get up on that on the uh press conferences.
2: Yeah, it would definitely be a good bounce back and a long shot. I'm always the guy that goes way far back. You know what? I'm gonna do it. Feel the thrill. Phil Mickelson, I don't care if he's 50 plus <laughs> years um, of the
0: tour. <laughs> Phil Mickelson plus 18,000. Oh, win. yeah. I was going to get over. a down
1: payment on a $1 bet. Oh, yeah, maybe.
2: It's probably not going to happen, is. but that's a beauty of sports. So I'm going yeah, so, to fill the thrill.
0: So you're going on opposite sides. You're going oh, Roy yeah. McIlroy, who hates Jim. This one of the right favorites now. and
2: then Phil Mickelson who I the, the drama in the, woodshed,
0: in the in the betting world. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Phil Mickelson plus 18,000 and Roy McIlroy is plus 1400. I'm going with a boring pick to win it, but I think it's honestly probably the best chance. Scotty Scheffler plus 700. The man just shows up every day, every weekend. He, worst finish this entire year has been 12th. I mean, that's insane. He's been top 10. I'm not even going to say that's that because I'm probably going to jinx the future bet I have out on it. Uh, but he, he just shows up to play golf, and that's what he does. That's what he loves. His putting has been iffy, but if he figures it out, if he puts average at best, he runs away with the tournament each week. So he's finished second, third, past couple weeks, putting dead last in strokes gained putting. So we'll see if he can get it done. Um, my long shot pick, let me scroll through the list here. I had somebody in mind and then I lost him. Uh, I hope it's Max Holman, but I don't think he can classify it as a long shot pick. I'm going, where is he? I can't even find his odds. He's so far down. I don't think he qualified, so maybe I can't pick him. I was gonna be Harold Varner the third. No, he was, was on won. your
1: uh your list. He's on the very last page. He was like plus thirty-five thousand.
0: My long shot, Harold Varner the Third at plus twenty thousand. Because he, he just won the most recent live events. He's probably hyped up that the tours are merging. That's who I'm picking. So we'll we'll uh we'll put a little graphic out on Twitter if y'all want to y'all wanna ride with us, Taylor, fade us, whatever you want to do, let us Definitely know. Fade us. Yeah, oh, by the status.
1: way, Young JM's winning it because I didn't pick him. <laughs> yeah. For the first time Wade. is my long shot.
0: Wade picks him every t- every major and he's not going to them this week. So, if you want to sprinkle He's the, the only golfer that Jr. win me
1: money this year other than Scheffler. So,
0: well, if you want to win some more money, go Scotty Scheffler top 10. It's pretty much a lock. Uh, but US Open kicks off Thursday. My time will be. Oh, luckily LSU plays Saturday night at six, so I'll be done watching golf, uh, and I'll be watching the Tigers. Hopefully, take on the Golden Eagles in Omaha in person. Wait, Tyler, we still go when it's the offer's still there. Uh, let's get some other championship news. We got Game Five of the NBA Finals right now. Uh The Nuggets are looking to close out the Heat. Three, uh, they're up three to one. I believe the game's actually starting right now yep. as I speak. 39-35 so heat with five minutes to go in the second. Okay, so the heat are up by four. Tyler, do you think they keep their lead, or they, or the Nuggets come back and in the series in four in five mm-hmm. games?
2: No, I think that the Nuggets uh, finally get it done, and, and the Joker is NBA Finals MVP. It's going to suck for Jimmy Butler. Uh, he's been so close you know, in the bubble. He lost to the Lakers in the uh, last couple of years. He made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, specifically last year losing to the Celtics, and now this year he's potentially going to lose to the Nuggets. I just don't see a comeback happening. E- even if Miami takes uh, tonight's game, I think that the Nuggets uh, go on the road and win in game six. So I think that the Nuggets though, uh, take care of business and finish up the series. Okay, Wade, you going
0: with Tyler or you going game seven, Heat?
1: Uh, I'm going to stick with the Nuggets as well. I think that uh, they got two games to get it done before they even have to sweat out of game seven. So uh, I just don't think the Heat are built to win three straight elimination games uh, against a team that, you know, is just better on paper.
0: I might look like an idiot tomorrow, but I'm saying Tyler Hero hits the game-winning shot in his first game back in the playoffs and the Heat take it and force a game six. Um, in game four, though, we had somebody else could take it to the emergency room. The Heat mascot was knocked out by Conor McGregor in a skit (laughs) during halftime. It was supposed to be a fake punch, and I guess Conor didn't get the memo because they knocked him out cold, and they had to take him to the the (laughs) hospital. What else do you expect? It's
2: Conor McGregor. He's not going to take it easy on you. Didn't I read, though, that the uh,
1: Nuggets mascot is, like, the the uh, highest-paid performing mascot? He makes, like, $500,000 a year.
0: Which is absolutely insane. And he wasn't even the one getting throat punched by the reigning UFC champ. I mean. Like even
1: the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders like work as accountants during the day. Like this is crazy. $500,000.
0: To put on a suit and dance around at a higher elevation than everybody else. Um, But they did a little skit during halftime. Conor McGregor comes out and they like fake the fight. But Connor's instincts kicked in. And he jabbed him in the throat one time. He fell to the ground. He just started pounding on him, which I think was part of the play, but he must have connected on one of those fake punches. And it knocked him out and sent him to the emergency room. Somebody else that's about to get knocked out are the Florida Panthers against the Golden Knights in the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals. 3-1, they've got to lead right now. Tyler, does Vegas get it done?
2: Yeah, we saw uh, both uh, South Florida teams down 3-1, uh, to one, and I see neither one of them coming back uh, in the series. Outside of Game 3, uh, when the when the Panthers finally got their overtime win, uh, this has been a series that's been dominated by the Golden Knights. So I think that this is going to be a team that finally gets it done. This has been a team that hasn't been along uh, in, in quite some time. You know, they're an expansive team uh, a couple of years ago in their first year. They made it all the way to the Stanley Cup Final, ended up losing – so I believe it was either Lightning or the Capitals. I can't remember my user. I'm starting to forget, uh, but I'm gonna go. we don't with have the our guy on. I think uh, that they're gonna end it uh, tomorrow night, uh, at, especially at home. Vegas is definitely one of the the most raucous environments in all the NHL. So I think that the Golden Knights finally get their first Stanley Cup trophy and. That's crazy. Like they're just barely here. And like they got We're some of the these teams that's been there for like 30 plus years and they haven't even been to the Stanley Cup finals.
0: They've been in the league for like two years, huh? Two, three years. It's been yeah. the yeah. expansion
1: draft in hockey uh is pretty giving. I mean, you do have to like put up one of your top like 15 players from each team, and um I think they like lessen the contract like obligations and stuff, or like the league takes it on. So it's good, though, to see it, you know, these teams get set up for success. I mean, look at a league like baseball. They don't support anything. You think that the Oakland Athletics are going to get some sort of bonus when they go to Las Vegas? I mean, no, they're gotcha. still going to be irrelevant. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, well, I didn't realize that's how they did the expansion draft. I kind of like that. Take your least like player on your team, and you put them on somebody else. But they team. can't be
1: like somebody on the fringe of the roster. Like it has to. There's like some metric where it's like a. You're actually giving up a decent player, like, but it, you know, but it, they have to come together, and not any of them are necessarily stars, but you know they're right. not just turn out for the wolves.
0: Well, they were uh, kicked off their team, and now they have a grudge on their shoulder, and they're trying to win a stand yeah, Cup. Yeah, that's all you need. Do you think they're going to done wait, or you think the Panthers come back?
1: Oh, I think Miami goes over two. I, I didn't think it going in. I thought they'd split it. I thought uh, Denver would win basketball, and the, the Panthers would take hockey. But uh, Vegas just really looks, you know, like the team of destiny. Um, as Tyler mentioned on the show previously, uh, the Golden Knights did get all the way down to the uh, the wire to the championship in their inaugural season. So I think this time to get it done.
0: Uh, thank you to Mr. Fraser. The Golden Knights were founded in 2017. So six years in the league and they're about to possibly win a Stanley Cup. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, we got a little bit left of the show to wrap it up. we got some football news. Uh, over on the NFL side, DeAndre Hopkins visiting the Titans and the Patriots. Neither team makes any sense to me. Um, Tyler, <laughs> you you think you he signs? One of these? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he just wants to be the star. I mean, who you got? Ryan Tannehill and Mac Jones throwing you the football. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah,
2: I don't know. They're really the only – I mean, these are the, going to be the two teams that could definitely be the wide receiver one. Uh, the Patriots, their wide receiver right now is Juju Smith-Schuster, and the Titans, number one, is going to be trailing Burks. Uh, Burks had, had you know, a down rookie year, uh, but I think that he's definitely going to have a better season. I've already said my pick. I think it's going to be the Cowboys. I just say that they're going to make a Money run talks. for him. Uh, money yeah, talks. money talks. I just, I, I just don't get this. You know, the Titans and Patriots are the same level. that I of the Cardinals being, so this doesn't would not make yeah. any sense for him to go to both of these teams. Well,
0: as Jay Monahan knows, money talks, and bullshit mm-hmm. walks. Um, I, I agree with you, Titans, Patriots. I mean, from Neil's standpoint, like you just put in the comments, it makes sense for the Titans to go after him. Uh, but you mentioned it doesn't their, make sense for D Hop. Yeah, you mentioned Burke being their number one guy. If I'm being honest. Derrick Henry is their number one guy in all facets. They might as well have Derrick Henry throwing <laughs> in the ball on that side. Wade, do you think he goes to Titans or Patriots? Or if you had to pick between the two, which point. I
1: would gotta you say, know? if uh Kayshawn or Booty and uh DeAndre Hopkins are on the same team, look out hotel rooms. I mean, just Google that <laughs> <Yeah. up. laughs> uh there's some been some weird stuff going on in hotel rooms between those two guys. So uh we don't need that. So I hope he doesn't go to the Patriots. Um, I don't know. I, I like Tyler's Dallas pick if it comes into fruition. I don't know if this would be the best sense for the Titans to pony up the money. Uh, if they do, I think it's kind of showing that Traylon Burks hasn't made that next leap, uh, but I could, I think that is logical. Uh, but if he's considering these teams, I think, like I said, last week, he should consider Atlanta. Cause I just think the team yeah, Desmond Ritter is not, you know, some proven NFL quarterback, but neither are Mac Jones and Will Levis. So I think yeah. uh Atlanta uh could be an appealing option for him.
0: Yeah, I mean it puts him uh in a big city with uh I mean he could basically take over the I mean, Julio it's a Jones. Division. Yeah, definitely a winnable division. Um I like that Atlanta pick. I mean, I wanted I the, to me the Bills made the most sense, but I think they came out and said that they weren't going to take them. Um, I honestly have no idea. D Hop's a hard guy to get a get a read on. Um, other other contract news: Saquon Barkley is pondering sitting out the season if his contract talks don't start back up. Uh, what's new? I mean, he wants the money. He did play good last year, but he's been an injury magnet, so I don't know if the the Giants are going to give him the contract. That, that he wants or thinks he deserves. Uh, other running back, Dalvin Cook, released from the Vikings. Tyler, where do you think Dalvin Cook ends up?
2: I think the team that makes the most sense to me is already in the playoff chase, and it's going to be in the, in the AFC East race as well. I think it's the Miami Dolphins. It just makes too much sense. I know that there's already a lot of running backs, but none of those running backs are good. They they need a true RB1. They, you know, Pair him up with Tua. And you're just praying that he has a healthy season. And, you know, they already have Tyreek Hill. They have, uh, J, uh, J, you know, Waddle as well. And they got the, one of the best defenses uh, in the league. I mean, if I'm going to be uh, go, doing more fantasy this year, and the Dolphins are, are going to be my number one defense in my ranking. So, I think the Dolphins, uh, it would just complete their whole package to bring in
0: Dalvin Cook. I like it. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching right now to get Tyler's insights. Be in. in July. I'll be doing it. We call him the fantasy football expert for a reason, even though he did finish last in the no, fantasy football championship. Oh, wait, that was Wade. Sorry. That was um, you. <laughs> I do Maybe it was me. You know, you had your football uh, and you yes, lost. You I lost swept, the top, So goal. it was you. But, uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch all of Tyler's fantasy football expert knowledge because it's coming to you soon, starting next month. Um, I like Miami. I think Dalvin Cook could definitely end up there. Uh, Wade. Anybody else you're thinking of?
1: Uh, I think Miami's a good pick, but do keep an eye on the Giants. I mean, you just mentioned Saquon Barkley could be on the Fritz there. Uh, you know, if he just wants a one year contract somewhere where he can play right away and be the main guy, that could be a spot. And then, uh, you know, I think Dallas and Cincinnati and uh, potentially the Jets are all going to be looking to add another running back to complement. Uh, their their room. So those are all teams that could be contenders. Um, so well,
0: does uh, what's his name, Brian or Bree Brees Hall? Is that his name? and uh, for the Jets? I mean, he tore his ACL. Is he going to be back for the beginning of the season?
1: He's supposed to be, but I think that they would rather not, you know, rush him back, put a ton of work on him. Then right. you you still have Joe Mixon kind of thing playing out with the Bengals. So if if that falls. South, I think that uh, they'll be looking to add somebody, um, and then I think for Dallas, I, I think that Jerry Jones would prefer to have a two running back system. I think they're going to sign Leonard Fournette to complement Tony Pollard. Um, That's a good sign. We'll have to see.
0: Okay, uh, well, I mean, we'll see how the off season plays out. I'm sure somebody will be; they'll all be signed by August. So we'll we'll keep you updated when that happens. Uh, switching to college football. The long awaited NCAA 20, what would it be, 2024 potentially? A uh, new EA game coming out after the NIL was passed. They were going to start making the football games again. Well, the College Football Players Union uh, or Players Association has said, we're not, we're going to boycott this because the players are only get paid 500 bucks for their name, image, and likeness to be in the game. Uh, I don't remember who the player was, but he came out and said, Y'all are crazy. I'm in a video game. I they could give me nothing. Just make sure my speed's 99, and I'd be happy. Um, Tyler, you, I know you hate this. Just keep pushing it back. We just want to play college football 2024. I mean, what do you do? You think they have a the right to opt out to the $500? I mean, I feel like that's plenty to be in a video game. You know, it's not like you have to do anything. Yeah, um, I, what, what do you think?
2: I don't know. I just want this damn game to come out. I know that a lot of the nation wants this game. You know, like this like this saying, it says, just let the kids play. Uh, you know, you have all this NIL money already. It's like you're you know, 500 bucks. I would take that to just put you know, put myself in a video game. I, you know, if you're seeing cool. all these players on Twitter, give me 20 bucks. And I'm already becoming a fan of those players. If you're not against this and don't want your game, then oh well. Just put like a generic name like y'all, like just put a number on it. And go for it. I mean, creative players. Like this is like the most hyped video game that's probably ever going to come out. I mean, this has been a long way. This game hasn't been out since it's been 10 years. Yeah, it's 10 been years. ten. It's going to be ten years. It's like getting up there with GTA Six. of How long that's going to be coming <laughs> out? Uh, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like some I, of these people are so selfish. Like, just you, make the game at this rate, no matter your, what. If it's the real players or not.
0: I mean, whoever they're gonna put out rosters anyway, like they they did for 2014. Yeah. You mentioned GTA 6. Rumors are you can earn money in GTA 6 in real life. So maybe oh if God. the players don't get the money they want, they can just go play yeah, GTA, 6. GTA 6 and do a lot of money collisions. Yeah, rob a bank, steal a car, sell it, whatever, and they get the money that way. What um, if they just
1: paid them by their their rating? You know, like if you're a 99,
2: fair. you get paid like. Play if you're 99, money. you're already making dollars. <laughs> through NIL deals anyways.
0: I mean, if you're a 99, you definitely deserve to get play more, paid more. If you're a 40, they should do like the Madden rankings where they update it throughout the season. If you're playing better, your NIL deal goes up. Simple as that. I mean, that's just my opinion on as a host of a podcast, but I feel like that's the, the fairest way to do it. Um, or, I mean, NIL is the wild, wild west anyway, as one uh, SEC coach called it, money laundering, basically. I mean, that's what it is. Just write the whole college a check, but EA is not going to do that. So we'll yeah,
1: see the schools and then have the schools determine it through their collective. And it could just be a part of going to LSU is that, Hey, like you get, you know, $2,000 from NIL payments from EA sports, but you get 50,000 from Gordon McKernan, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just, so like,
0: what's your trade off there? Yeah. Um. Other, player that is getting paid more like his dad is getting paid and it kind of ties into the tmz sports segment of the week who the hell is baby gronk this 10 year old has been popping up on my timeline over the weekend taking official college visits lsu florida um i think he took one to georgia uh, some other big 10 schools like who is this kid and how in the world is he and this is like lavar ball 2.0 His dad said he trains five days a week. He's 10 years old. The kid should be building Legos and playing video games. He wasn't even alive when NCAA 2014 came out. Okay, maybe he was just born. Uh, But to me, this screams parent who peaked in high school probably got hurt and is that guy that's like, oh, if I wouldn't have got hurt, I would have made it to the NFL. So he had a kid and is living vicarious through him. I mean, Wade, Tyler, have you seen this baby Gronk kid?
2: Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen them all the time on my timeline. I I just don't really care for it. And to go for Florida, like what is Florida doing with their recruits? What is LSU
0: doing hosting the kid?
2: No, no, that's not to pertain to that, but they had this oh, like God. one Florida recruit. They had him do the jump man, like jump, oh, but it was yeah. on glass oh, and he freaking oh, yes. like, this man's gonna have a torn ACL by the time he's gonna be like, if you're having me doing this, I ain't coming to this school. You're trying to hurt me before I even I saw come that
0: here. he jumped up in the in the pit in, in the for the picture and he slipped and <laughs> fell out. Like, come on. Uh yeah. what's his name? Billy Napier's gotta get a hold of his recruiting but oh, this is it for Billy Napier. If he goes five and seven, he's already gone. And we wanted him to coach at LSU. But, yeah, the baby Gronk stuff is uh, cringy to say the least. Um, I saw it pop up, and he's in videos with Livy Dunn. I mean, can you imagine how much they had to pay her to do this video? I mean, she won't even do an interview unless you pay. I know because we've tried. And then you've, you've got him going, getting official visits, recruiting visits. He's 10 years old. He's got a verbal offer from Arizona. Like, What? And they said, well, his stat line, he caught five touchdowns and 300 yards in his football game. It's a 10-year-old football game. All they do is run the ball and just step back and throw it. So, I don't know. Had to bring it up for the TMZ Sports Segment of the Week. Um, to wrap up the show, we've got everybody's favorite NASCAR, Neil, Our dog of the week, NASCAR Neil sends in his segment every Sunday night as the race wraps up. And his favorite NASCAR driver, Martin Truex Jr., got it done this weekend with his second weekend of the season at Sonoma after he dominated all day with what was clearly the fastest car in the field. It was his, also his fourth win at the track, moving to second all-time in total wins there at Sonoma. We're now going into the off week at the midpoint of the season. So in a few weeks, we're going to have NASCAR Neil, and what we call it Motorsport Matt come on the show live <laughs> to talk about the NASCAR season and where it's headed. Um, Neil also mentioned, like Matt mentioned earlier in the show, they're see, they're already getting involved. We, uh, NASCAR participated in the 100 running of the 24 hour of Le Mans in France. Team Hendrix ran a modified a Chevy Cup under the garage 56 entry and survived the full 24 hours, which is an incredible feat because one, nobody beat their pants in the driver's seat. Um, and two, they actually raced for 24 hours. So that's just impressive as it is. Um, the car was driven by Jimmy Johnson, Jensen Button, and Mike Rockefeller. They only had one major complication and ran right with the GTE class. So, NASCAR, Neil, we appreciate y- getting that segment to us. And the Le Mans race I've seen before is always pretty cool. I mean, 24 hours straight. Uh, they do something similar in, like, college. Uh, what is it? F- uh, I should know because I was a part of the club. The um, FSE or F, F- – you know you know what I'm talking about, Way the race car club. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Formula sports uh
1: college sports racing.
0: Yeah, we'll call it college sports racing. But the the Le Mans race 24 hours is pretty cool. I think they do like a 12 hour one over in, in college. So uh neat to see. Appreciate it, Nascar Neal for the segment. I think that pretty much wraps it up. We're at the hour mark. Y'all got anything else? I got one more thing. I got to give okay. um,
2: my kudos to Wade for for pl- finally putting it out there all on the the volleyball, saying <laughs> yes. getting the victory. <laughs> Had to go level down, but still got the victory. Hopefully it leads back to the playoffs. That's
1: right. Yes, yes thank you. <laughs> we, Wade got
0: his first uh, intramural soft or intramural volleyball win.
1: Yeah, Co-ed no, league. this is the big leagues, man. We, yeah, we're that's not a big oh, college graduated
0: anymore.
2: college. is a minor Co-ed right?
1: volleyball. <laughs> It's uh incredible. yeah we are in week number two of the summer season uh if y'all recall I started playing last fall we went 0-8 in the um upper B league which is like the third out of 10 levels and we moved down to square one uh one out of 10 so uh just it seemed much more our speed uh we were actually able to set up some good volleys and it wasn't just a bunch of you know, one one hit kill shot. So it was fun to get out there and play. And tomorrow we uh, we'll try to do it again. So there we we'll go keep, uh, keep tabs on the journey.
0: We'll get it. We'll get an update each week. Uh, hopefully, you have a better season than last year. Um, you know, Already I watched yeah. a lot of uh, <laughs> I watched a lot of professional pick, pickleball this weekend in the rain delays. So maybe I'll test my waters in professional pickleball. I don't know. Uh, but with that, we appreciate everybody joining us tonight. We're enjoying these live shows, get uh, interaction with the fans. So I think we're going to keep doing it. Um, while you're over here on our YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Keep up with us each week. Of course, we have Bayou Bangle Bites, all your LSU news coming out later in the week. And uh, we'll see you next week with a recap from maybe we're all much, a lot richer from the U.S. Open. And, of course, a college baseball Omaha recap. So with that, we hope everybody has a wonderful weekend.